0: Hey, man, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and you're listening to the Bedatitudes podcast, where we explore what it means to be an awesome dad, a father after the Heavenly Father's own heart. In this episode, I want to start looking at the second beatitude: Blessed are the dads who mourn, for they will be comforted. Now, this Bedatitude, um, of course, is founded on the Beatitude of Jesus Christ, blessed are those who mourn. Uh, and it's, it's a it's, I think it strikes us as an odd one, right? Because mourning, I mean, first of all, does Jesus want us to be depressed all the time? Um, certainly not. But what does it mean? Uh, secondly, it's so passive, in at least superficially speaking, right? We don't you know, go out and actively mourn, um, it sort of happens to us, right? Bad things happen and then we feel bad about them. So is Jesus saying, wait for bad things to be to happen and then feel bad about them and I will comfort you? Well, certainly our, the Lord is our comforter um, and sends the Holy Spirit who is the comforter. Um, but that I don't believe is what the beatitude is, because, of course, the beatitudes are all meant to be ways of living, they're a blueprint for Christian discipleship, as Pope Francis reminds us. So they're meant to be more active, and they're meant to order us toward Christian living and toward sharing God's love with others. And as a beatitude, as a blueprint for being a father after the Heavenly Father's own heart, this beatitude ought to enable us to love God, our wife, and our kids more in more godly ways, right? So how can mourning facilitate that? It sounds crazy on the surface, but let's take a look at this. You know, I think that um, the key to understanding this is Romans twelve fifteen, where St. Paul says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. You know, we as men in general don't do well with what we might call negative emotions. Uh, whether those are our own feelings of sadness or anger or frustration uh, or (laughs) despair uh, or any of those feelings that we don't like to have, or when our wife or our kids express sadness or anger or frustration or fear or you name it, either toward us or in general, we're really uncomfortable with those negative feelings. A lot of us were not raised to Express and process those negative feelings well. And we feel like to be a a real man means to shut those feelings down, to ignore those negative feelings, to push through, right? And if our wife and our kids are sad or angry or frustrated or you name it, then we need to shut that down too, because we experience that as a threat. You know, because they're they're sad or they're angry or they're frustrated or disappointed in me. And that cannot be <laughs> right, because I'm supposed to be perfect all the time. I'm supposed to know what I'm doing all the time. Well, as you remember from blessed are the poor in spirit, we recognize that we don't know what we're doing anytime, time and that's OK. Um, But coming back around to this, you know, this idea of negative emotions, our negative feelings feels like, you know, we're failing somehow. We have to push through that. Uh, Or if our wife and kids are frustrated or experiencing negative emotions, we take the blame for that. Clearly, we've done something wrong. Uh, And so we need to shut that down as quickly as we possibly can. But Jesus is presenting a new way. You know, Jesus, who is fully God and fully man, is presenting another option, an option that tells us that we don't have to be afraid of either our or another feeling or others feelings. Excuse me. You know, Jesus wants us to share the perfect love that casts out all fear. First, he wants to give that to us. And then he wants us to share that love with others. And in the process of coming alongside of our wife or our kids who are sad, who are frustrated, who are struggling, in the process of giving up our fear, the fear that we feel in the face of those struggles, the fear that we feel in the face of their frustration or their disappointment, even their frustration or disappointment in us, will we bring that to God first and say, okay, Lord, I don't know how to handle this i don't know how to deal with the fact that my wife is mad at me i don't know how to deal with the fact that my kids are disappointed in me i don't know what to do with the fact that my family is melting down right now i don't know how to handle that it feels threatening it feels frustrating it feels upsetting and i just want to push them all away and make them stop teach me give me your love that casts out the fear that makes me feel inadequate in the face of those emotions, that makes me want to shut down and push them away and run away because I'm afraid of acknowledging that I don't know what I'm doing. And teach me how to share the love that you're giving me with them so that I can make it safe for them to mourn, so that I can make it safe to mourn with them and to allow myself to have those feelings and not condemn myself for having them. And to allow my wife and children to have those feelings without having to condemn them for having those emotions. Because it is in mourning ourselves, or in other words, allowing ourselves to feel the feelings that we can be comforted. It's in allowing our wife and our children to have those feelings that they can feel comforted by us. Because we make it safe in our homes to feel, to express emotion, to process emotion, to deal with emotion, and to be comforted by each other. But you know, we can't give what we don't have, right? So in all of these reflections, uh, before we start talking about what it means to live these beatitudes out with our wife or our kids, we need to start with our relationship with God. You know, and we need to recognize that our Heavenly Father loves us more than we could possibly ever know. And once we're free to admit our weakness, once we're free to embrace that beatitude of blessed are the dads who are poor in spirit and say, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, that frees us up to acknowledge that sometimes because I don't know what I'm doing, I'm gonna feel afraid and I'm gonna feel sad and I'm gonna feel frustrated and I'm gonna feel disappointed in myself and I'm gonna feel confused and angry and irritable. And that's okay too. And yes, I have to learn to get beyond it. Um, I can't wallow in that. But it's, it's okay to feel those things in the first place if I bring them to God. And in the book, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, um, I, I walk through four steps. Um, the first one being confess our pain to God. So when we're having those negative emotions, bring them to God. Lord, you gave me these feelings, I don't know what to do with them. Help me to respond to these emotions in ways that glorify you, that help me be my best self, and help me work for the good of the people around me. See, you know, we, we have a tendency to think that, that these feelings come from nowhere, but, but God gave us our feelings. In fact, our feelings don't begin as a psychological or a spiritual thing. They begin as a, as a physical embodied reaction to what's going on around us. And if that's true, then God built that into our bodies. So God gave us even negative feelings like anger and frustration and sadness and resentment and and fear and all the rest of it. And there is a godly purpose to those feelings. Now, we've lost the godly purpose to most of those feelings because of sin, because sin has ruptured us and ruptured our ability to understand what those emotions are meant to do for us. But if we bring those feelings back to God and we ask him to teach us step by step how to respond to those negative emotions... God will teach us so that we don't have to be afraid of our feelings anymore. And we can mourn and be comforted. So we confess our pain to God. Secondly, we master that inner voice, that inner voice that says, I shouldn't feel that way. I'm a bad person for feeling that way. Shame on me for feeling that way. Shut that down or vent that to everybody else and make everybody else take care of your feelings because you're too small to handle it. No, we need to shut down those inner voices by coming against them, recognizing them that they are lies from Satan. I talk about this more in the book, how to do this. But the short version is we recognize that as St. Ignatius of Loyola taught us that any thought, any feeling, any emotion, any any of these sort of any of the self-talk that comes along that pulls us away from God or makes it hard for us to be the person that God wants us to be, that is actually the voice of the enemy whispering in our spiritual ear. That is the devil trying to distract us from God, what God is asking us to do. Whereas any voice, any impulse, any thought, any feeling that pushes us toward God or makes it easier for us to be the, or challenges us, to be the person that God wants us to be, is a consolation. It's the voice of the Holy Spirit challenging us, pushing us forward, helping us be the man that God wants us to be. Well, so when we master our inner voice, what we do is we bring those thoughts to God, those negative thoughts that say, I'm a terrible person for feeling this way. Shame on me for having these emotions. I can't handle this, or I want to, I want to shut that down or offload it to my wife and kids. I, I, I I address that voice and I, and I recognize that it's from the enemy and I bring it to God and I say, Lord, I cast out these, these thoughts that are telling me that my, my feelings are something to be afraid of, or my feelings are something that I can't handle. And I bring it to you and I ask you to teach me how to handle this. Show me what to do so that I can be the man that you want me to be in the face of my emotions. Thirdly, we dwell on his mercy. You know, we can't fight this emotional battle ourselves. Our feelings often become too strong to the point where we want to medicate them with pornography or alcohol or drugs or workaholism or you name it. And we bury our feelings underneath those addictions and compulsions because we can't Forgive ourselves or be merciful to ourselves, practice self compassion in the face of those emotions. And so, what we need to do, having come against those voices, having brought those feelings to God, is we dwell in God's mercy. We remind ourselves of all the times that God has been present to us, all the ways that God has loved us, and we remind ourselves that God wants to love us through this emotion too. When I'm feeling angry toward my kids, when I'm feeling frustrated with my wife, when I'm feeling disappointed in myself, I remind myself that God still loves me and he wants to make it safe for me to make those mistakes. And he wants to take my hand and lead me step by step out of it and show me what to do with it so that even when I'm feeling my worst, I can be a man after his own heart. And then finally, I accept responsibility. And what does that mean? Uh, You know, we, we usually think of that word as meaning shame, right? Um, you know, I'm responsible. It's my fault. That's not what responsibility means. St. John Paul, in his book, Love and Responsibility, um, defined responsibility essentially as the ability to respond. Um, and specifically, he focused on the ability to respond in love, which is the choice to work for the ultimate good of myself and those around me. I love myself and others when I am capable of choosing what is Doing the ultimate good for myself and for others. And so to be responsible means to have the ability to respond lovingly, to have the ability to work for the ultimate good of my wife, my kids and myself, even when I feel crappy, (laughs) even when I feel angry or sad or frustrated or angry or guilty or disappointed or whatever, I still have the ability to do, to respond to that feeling in a way that works for my good and the ultimate good of my wife and my kids. Now, I don't necessarily know what that is, right? Again, blessed are the dads who are poor in spirit. But I can begin thinking about that and praying about that and asking God, okay, Lord, help me to accept a responsibility. Help me to accept that I have the ability to respond to this emotion, this frustration, this anger, this sadness, this guilt, this resentment, this whatever it is. Help me to accept that I have the ability to respond to this emotion in a way that allows me to work for my ultimate good, the ultimate good of my wife, and the ultimate good of my children. And by adopting those four steps, you know, I am able to mourn, to feel my feelings fully, and be comforted by my heavenly father who wants to teach me to not be afraid of my emotions anymore, to not either repress my feelings, or indulge my feelings in ways that are hurtful to me and to the people that I love. God wants to take my hand and teach me how to master my emotions, not in a way that represses them, but in a way that processes them so that I can respond to all of my feelings, even those quote unquote negative emotions in a way that allows me to respond, to be able to respond, to be responsible in love. To respond in a way that allows me to work for my ultimate good and the ultimate good of those who depend upon me, so that, by feeling those feelings, I can be comfort, because I can be comforted, and be a source of comfort for those who depend on me. I want to stop here, and for those of you who haven't. Uh, had picked it up yet, I'm going to invite you to check out a copy of The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad. You can pick it up at CatholicCounselors.com or wherever books are sold. But I also invite you, if you want to go deeper in this conversation and others, to join us at Catholic HOM. Download the app, Catholic Home. It's spelled H-O-M. It stands for Households on Mission. And when when you become a premium member, it allows you to go deeper in these discussions with pro tips and ongoing coaching, Uh, as well as lots of other information and resources that help you lead your family in living what we call the Liturgy of Domestic Church Life, which is a model of, of family spirituality that allows us to encounter Christ more meaningfully in our homes and build more loving, connected, and caring families, families that can truly be dynamic domestic churches. So check it out. And let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you our emotions. And we know that we don't know how to respond to those feelings, especially those negative feelings in ways that glorify you in ways that allow us to be our best selves in ways that allow us to respond in love to ourselves and the people that depend on us, our wife and our kids. And so we give you those feelings, Lord, and we don't repress them and we don't indulge them, but we ask you to transform them and teach us to respond to those feelings in ways that enable us to be men after your own heart, the father, that our children need us to be, the husband that our wife needs us to be, and ultimately enable us to respond to all of our emotions and the emotions of our wife and children in ways that make it safe to feel around us, to be comforted by you and to be a source of comfort to them, and ultimately to create the ability to mourn so that we can experience comfort in our homes. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us.